Hi, good morning. We have got a guest on the line. He served as treasurer for Legacy Emanuel Foundation, Oregon Gas, and was a Lake Oswego City Councilor from 2011 to 2018. Joining us now is Jeff Goodman, who is running as the Republican candidate for Oregon treasurer in the upcoming election. Jeff, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, on this cold, risk fall morning. You know, I woke up this morning and, uh, you know, I have my little weather app on my phone, and it said frigid, and I was like, mm, but how real is that? And you know what? It's pretty real. It's very frigid outside. <laughs> yes, it is, and, and the, the, uh, helping the leaves all turn, and they're beautiful right now. Oh, they really are. I went hiking yesterday at Tryon Creek, and it was gorgeous, and the leaves are just like prime leaf season, so you should go out and, and do that. I agree. The other day I was uh, walking up from uh, Westover up to the Piddock Mansion, and the same thing. Just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I do that hike all the time. Yeah, it's I love great. that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so, okay. So you're running for straight state treasurer, so I've got a bevy of questions for you. Uh, in 2008 and 2012, you were the stroke and turn official at the USA Olympic Trials. My yes. first question is, also did you... 2016. Oh, really? Yes. But did times. you, when you did the 2008-2012, did you judge uh, Michael Phelps' strokes and turns? Uh, I was an official uh, while he was in the water, yes. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> How was that? Was that super fun? It, it was one of the highlights of my life. Uh, it is such a great event, and uh, for swimming, which does not get a lot of attraction other than Olympic years, uh, it's just great seeing everybody watching. Uh, these are such great young men and women who are participating, and thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. How do you um, how do you get how do you get to be a judge? I've been involved in the sport all my life. I swam all the way through college. Uh, was the member of a couple of All American relays uh, at the NC2A uh, Division Three level. And then when I came back to Oregon after all my schooling, uh, I still had friends who were swimming. And so I got involved as a volunteer and became an official and started working lots of meets uh, locally, regionally, and nationally. And then in each of those three uh, times, 2008, 12, and 16, uh, I was asked to uh, serve as an official. It's, it's probably one of the highest honors an official can get because you don't apply to uh, be an official at the Olympic trials. Uh, you're asked to be one of an official at the trials. Oh, yeah, I bet you don't apply or anything. You have to be just asked. That's amazing. It is. That's great. Um, so what do you see as the most important issues that the treasurer needs to tackle this next term? Certainly. A couple of them. One is the uh, substantive issue, and one is a process issue. Mm -hmm. uh, with respect to just the process, one is uh, a lot of open communication with the people of Oregon, with the legislature, with the executive branch, about the financial challenges the state uh, faces. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a track record of that uh, while I was serving both on council, but before and after, of writing pieces for publication where I just don't provide a puff piece like, we'll get through this, uh, but I give substantive ideas, give the reasoning behind it, because you have the people behind you, then there's nothing you can't accomplish. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, with respect to the uh, biggest financial issue facing the state, there is the short-term one right now that we getting through the impact of, of COVID and the fires, and then secondly, the ongoing challenge of providing for the funding for our retirement system, otherwise known as PERS, where we want to make sure we have the right person at the right time and the right job, and part of that includes a retirement program that is appropriate for it. 
Mm -hmm. So how do you feel that the treasurer can solve the issue of PERS? Certainly. I can give you a short answer or a more longer wonky answer. Which one would you like? Oh, we've got 20 minutes, so give the long answer. Oh, marvelous. Thank you. <laughs> uh, one of the proposals that I would like to do to address it, and I want to preface it by saying I am committed to and have done so in writing uh, and verbally to the long-term policy goal of providing 50% of final average salary to those people who uh, work for our state government, county, schools, city, or all the other jurisdictions that are part of PERS, the long-time policy goal has been 50% of final average salary, and I am committed to that. With respect to addressing the challenge that we have going forward, and it is big and getting bigger, uh, the scale of it is at the end of last year, we had about a $25 billion unfunded liability. Uh, and that had grown substantially over the last decade, uh, despite the tremendous investment returns that have occurred in the, in the decades from 2010 to 2019. But at the end of 2019, we were about $25 billion, and it is projected uh, about a month or so ago, uh, it was projected to potentially go to above $30 billion at the end of this year. To address it, I want to assemble a uh, wide-ranging group of people, including members from uh, our public unions, members of management, actuaries, accountants, uh, lawyers, everyday citizens who have knowledge in this, uh, community leaders, business leaders, get them together over a several-month process. First, go through with everyone how we got to where we are, what are the facts, uh, not offering opinions one way or the other about it, just understand how we got to where we are. That kind of time commitment is necessary because our PER system has been described as perhaps one of the most complex, if not the most complex, retirement systems in the country uh, for all of our uh, public, uh, public pension programs. Then, once everybody is up to speed, I want to take the groups and put them and divide them into two teams call it you know, Team A, Team B, however you wish to describe it, and say, oh, go, let's go off, let's have your discussions, bring back recommendations, and see what the two teams bring back. Uh, knowing they're going to be talking among themselves, they'll be talking with other people throughout the process, which, which is great. This has to be an inclusive process. The two teams bring back their recommendations. We see what we can do about melding it together. Uh, I'll be engaged in the process, but I'm not going to be a person on either team. Mm -hmm. And then when these conclusions come back, as I said, meld it together, and then I want to take the lead uh, working with the legislature, working with the governor to see what kind of changes can be made. And uh, you know, as I said, as a part of the team teams, I'm going to want to have some legislators on that, that large group and then dividing into Team A and Team B because, it's, as I said, it's got to be inclusive with a wide-ranging group of everybody on it because everybody in Oregon is impacted by that funding. Mm -hmm. Just in the last, uh, what, since 2007, I think, uh, the contribution rates uh, system-wide have almost doubled. And those are dollars that are not going into our schools. Those are dollars that's not going into higher education. Those are dollars that's not going to serve our elderly. And so we've got to address the challenge of that. So where would you look to find the money to pay off the debt? The one, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, number two, uh, and I've been saying this as I've traveled uh, throughout the state, uh, and not to worry, masked up and socially distanced, uh, but as I've traveled throughout the state, I said there are no good answers. Uh, 
uh, in the sense that uh, mm-hmm. painless answers. Uh, it is going to involve, it, in my judgment, uh, it is going to have to involve uh, service reductions. It is going to have to involve benefit uh, changes going forward. The, the Oregon State Supreme Court has made it very clear that you cannot make changes going, uh, going back, and that's fine. Uh, it's going to involve uh, increased taxes uh, because of the skies and the scale of the challenges we face. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we simply cannot earn our way out of this. I wish we could, but it is not possible. Yeah. And so, as I said, now, all, those pain, all those choices, uh, they're all painful. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think that, that that's uh, a valid point. Um, however, do, what do you want to bring up? You're running, running as a Republican candidate. How important is, uh, would, how do you, important do you think party affiliation is with uh, the state treasurer position? You bet. Well, we all have, the, whether it's Republican, Democrat, independent, uh, non-affiliated, uh, you have that label on you. Uh, I've been very pleased with the kind of support that I've been getting uh, across party lines. Uh, the example, the only example being Chris Telfer. She ran a very capable uh, former Republican, ran as the Independent Party uh, candidate for treasurer in 2016. Uh, she received 175,000 votes. I lost by 42,000 votes, uh, despite being outspent, also 5 to 1. And in 2020, Chris Telfer, Independent, is 100% supporting me. Other people like Hector Hernandez. Uh, who is the co-founder, I'm sorry, my apologies, still waking up, (laughs) Hector Hinojosa, my apologies. Uh, He's a co-founder of the Virginia Garcia Medical Clinic uh, in Hillsboro Mm -hmm. and now down in Woodburn. Mm -hmm. A very active community leader in the uh, Latinx community, and he is uh, supporting me. Uh, I've been attending on a regular basis for a number of years now, about once a month, I'm over at Vancouver Avenue Baptist Church, uh, which is a primarily African-American church, mm-hmm. uh, also the only church where Martin Luther King Jr. spoke at when he came to Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I can assure you, when you're a six-foot-five, 60-plus-year-old white guy, there is no hiding when you walk into a primarily African-American church. Mm-hmm. But when I walk in now, I'm greeted as a brother, and it's important to me because you simply can't go places anywhere once every four years, show up, wave your hand, smile, and say, vote for me. You have to come and sit and listen. And as a part of that, I'll just another example, uh, use the Vancouver Avenue Baptist Church example. Uh, when I first started going, they said, which was several years ago, uh, I spoke with the, uh, the pastor there, and I said, I would just like to come and sit and listen. And one of his first questions back to me was, he said, you're an elected official? and you just want to come and sit and listen, not talk? <laughs> yeah. And I said, yes, I've got two ears and one mouth. I want to use them appropriately. Uh-huh. But also, coming back to your question, uh, the treasurer's position is a uh, should be and is more of a technical position, although you need to have a vision about where you want to take it. And it's important to me to have, you know, as I call it, purpose of both party and people of a partisanship. I'm not interested in being anything other than treasurer. This is not a stepping stone for me to some other position, as it is for my opponent, Mr. Reed. Um, I want to be treasurer for two four-year terms, and then I'm going to come back uh, home. I'm not going to run for secretary of state. I don't want to run for governor. I'm not qualified to be attorney general. 
and I don't want to go back to Washington, D.C. So in 2016, you lost the race to Tobias Reed by less than 3% of the vote. Um, 3.4%, yeah. <laughs> what went wrong then? Uh, well, I think the, the two factors were, uh, one, Chris Telfer, uh, former Republican, Independent Party candidate, with her 175,000 votes. Uh, and as you do a, a looking at the results and going back, I think it's pretty clear that uh, if she had not been in the race, um, I would have won. And then, uh, secondly, uh, money matters, and I was outspent five to one. Mm-hmm. So is that is that different than this year's race? I will. St- I'm still going to be outspent, uh, but it's not going to be as big as big a margin as it was. Uh, and I think that people are looking for uh, a, a change in Salem, just to have a little more balance. Uh, people, someone who wants to bring, try and bring people together, work hard at that. Something I have a track record of doing. A uh, couple examples of that: when I served on the city council uh, in terms of demonstrating competence, uh, is that we are rebuild the city, rebuilt its operations and maintenance center uh, without asking our residents for an additional dime, and we did that because I put together the financing plan and then started talking with my colleagues and were able to perform, inform and persuade them, and it was adopted 7-0. And we're rebuilding City Hall and the police station, uh, again, adopting the financing plan I put together. And it was uh, adopted uh, unanimously, 7-0, and had to make some compromises with it. Uh, not everybody was 100% sold on all parts of the plan, but they were said, yes, I can live with this, and I can assure you we had the, the full spectrum of political views but we all said everybody got something, nobody got everything. I can vote for this, and it went through seven zero. That's the kind of approach that I want to bring as treasurer. Okay, great. Um, we have a new text uh, which asks you, uh, how about raising taxes on multimillionaires? Well, we just did that with the corporate activity tax, uh, not a direct uh, tax, but an indirect tax with the corporate activity tax. And we've got a number of other tax measures on there. Uh, I'm not. I'm not opposed to taxes. I'm not. It's not my first choice of things. Uh, but uh, I'm not opposed to looking at uh, additional taxes, as I said, to help fund uh, the first challenge that we have. Okay. Um, is there anything else uh, that I should have asked that I did not? Uh, let's see. Well, you could definitely ask, am I the most charming person of the candidates (laughs) running? And I would answer, absolutely, that's not even a question. (laughs) Okay, well, I think that that's a subjective opinion, but we'll go with it. (laughs) No, you're great. Thank you so much for being here. Um, That was uh, Republican candidate for state treasurer Jeff Goodman. Thanks for joining us.